What's up, Clay County? Josh Allen here with another episode of the Clay County Beacon Podcast. This episode's a little bit different. Um, this episode was recorded back in February. Uh, I interviewed somebody named Ted Clark. Ted Clark is currently on the Soil and Water Conservation District here in Clay County. He's running for re-election. And at the time, we talked about that. We talked about who Ted is and why he's involved in local politics. But we also talked about a couple of uh, pieces of legislation that were being debated by the Florida legislature that were going to change the way uh, people could qualify and run for the soil and water conservation districts. So unfortunately, in the time between when we recorded this and when this is going live, um, those bills have passed and been signed into law by Governor uh, Ron DeSantis. So you hear a little bit about that. I still think this is a great conversation um, to have. Ted is the sort of guy you're going to, you're going to want to get to know. Uh, you're going to hear a lot from him, I think, in coming years in, in local politics. Uh, he's active in the Clay Young Republicans. Uh, he does a lot of things out and about in the community. Um, and he's probably the second nicest guy in local politics behind Mike Sella. So without further ado, uh, the only last thing I have to say is uh, my apologies, Ted, for not getting this out sooner. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, everybody, for listening, as always. And here's my interview with Ted Clark. Welcome to another episode of the Clay County Beacon Podcast. My name is Josh Allen, and today I have the pleasure of having with me Ted Clark. Ted, say what's up. The ceiling. That's what's <laughs> up. All right. Ted is on the ballot for the Clay Soil and Water Conservation District Seat 1. Did I get that right? That is correct. That is a mouthful. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Ted. Appreciate you coming on. Make some time for me. Tell people who the heck is Ted Clark and what the heck is the Soil and Water Conservation District. Well, first off, thank you so much, Josh, for having me today. So uh, a little bit about me. Uh, as you all know, I'm Ted Clark. Uh, I'm a Clay County native, born and raised here in Orange Park, Florida. Went to Fleming Island High. I also graduated from Jacksonville University with my bachelor's in mechanical engineering and my MBA degree. I am a land development engineer. Actually, I have done that for about four years. Uh, done a lot of work here in the Northeast Florida area. And when the opportunity came up, uh, actually four years ago, to run for uh, Soil on the Water Seat 1 specifically, I decided why not give it a shot and go from there and help make a difference in my community. <clears throat> so that's I guess a little bit about me let me uh, just tell you say. something I like about you Ted you're not a lawyer I am so tired <laughs> of lawyers running for things in this county and doing things and, and <laughs> making all sorts of shenanigans happen so I'm happy to hear that a you're not just a, a, a random person you actually have some education and background that might uh, help you in the role that you're currently in and seeking to be reelected to uh, but also you're not a lawyer so <laughs> that being said, I, I would imagine I am not alone. I, I have almost no idea uh, what the Soil and Water Conservation District is supposed to be doing or is doing or does. So help all the dummies out there like me understand <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, the Clay Soil and Water Conservation District, uh, how we got started was uh, if a lot of folks out there remember years ago in the 1930s, there was an event in uh, – America that happened and was called the Dust Bowl. So the Dust Bowl happened because a lot of people, mostly farmers and all at that time, uh, were not, they were turning over their uh, top bed way too much. So of course, when the wind came, picked all that up, 
and hence came the Dust Bowl, and that event happened across the United States, and from there, uh, the United States government decided to do uh, the Soil and Water Conservation Act, if I remember the the name of it right, but either way, it established all the soil and water districts uh, to be established, and Clay Counties actually was established uh, really in 1949, <clears throat> And so the whole mission for the entire time of this board uh, is to help educate the public on soil and water conservation practices, help conserve our natural resources and all, whether if that's, you know, the St. John's River or whether if that's our own land and our own backyard. And uh, I will say as well, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. A lot of people think that we... Uh, have all this power and all this stuff, and I and I tell them <laughs> uh, it would be nice, but not really. We are there more of as an educational board. Uh, we do not have a, any governing power whatsoever. We don't. We do not have the ability to tax people. We do not have uh, any of that abilities whatsoever. What we have done and what we can do is a lot of soil and water boards, including Clay, will. Uh, either encourage uh, the decision makers on making decisions that the soil and the water district agrees on. Uh, that's more of how the route that we typically go with, because again, <laughs> all we can do is help educate the public and that's what we're there for. That's, that's what we try to do. We don't just educate members of the public, but we also do what we can to help educate our elected representatives too, the ones who, help make the decisions really for us. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, <clears throat> the Soil and Water Conservation District may have become my favorite part of government because you can't steal, <laughs> can't steal any of my money via taxes. Um, so <clears throat> let me ask you a very specific question, then we'll get more into to broad stuff. The bottle... Uh, the water bottle plant that was recently mm -hmm. signed off on did the the soil did the conservation district board have anything to say about that like did they have any ability to to speak into that process did the I'm wondering do you know specifically if the county commissioners or anybody at the county level came to the you know folks who are in charge of conserving the freaking water um, and asked like hey would it be a good idea for us to suck a million gallons of water a day out of the water here in the county so to answer your question no nobody did come forward to our board to inform us that they were at least considering that what more bothers me more than this uh water bottle plant than anything is there is a mining burrow pit at the southern end of the county i'm trying to remember where exactly it is but either way it's basically a mining uh facility that's coming in and is going to be digging uh into our natural resources and all and again um how we found out is when we found out with everybody else in the public when that article hit uh the newspapers that this uh business was coming into town and uh, frankly we all found that very disappointing just because again we would have liked to have said something about the matter, but unfortunately, because we were not informed about it uh, time-wise, we could not help educate the public on that this was happening first off, and secondly, to maybe even present our opinion, which I know more than likely would have been 
uh, heck no, we could bring other types of jobs and all to Clay County. We don't. Well, yeah, with the water, mining. with the bottle, <laughs> the water bottle plant specifically, it only brought like thirty something jobs, mm-hmm. and more than half of those they imported from the other states where they already had people trained on how to run their their water plants. So mm-hmm. it's literally we gave them mil- anyway. I don't want to harp on it too much, <laughs> but it just goes. <clears throat> It, it plays into the same narrative that I've always said. <clears throat> the people in government here in the county don't care about the average citizen. They don't care about the environment. They care about making money with their friends on the back end. You heard it here first. I've been <laughs> saying it for years, and I'm not expecting poor Ted to agree with me because that's not really Ted's role. Um, <clears throat> but, but again, I thought it was important. Someone who is on the Soil and Conservation District Board currently is telling you that your county commissioners – and nobody in their staff, nobody running the county came to the people who are the experts on conserving the natural resources, the land and the water in the county and asked them if these two projects specifically, and I'm sure there are many others, were a good idea. So, you know, government serves itself, um, you know, doesn't serve the people. Anywho, I Ted. Say, oh, sorry, oh, Josh. Yeah, I was going to say I wasn't on the board at this time, but I will say the one project that uh, was presented to us for the Soil and the Water Board's blessing was in 2018, I think it was, but it was the Black Creek uh, project to the lakes. Uh, I think I, that's another dumb idea, by the way. <laughs> we are spending millions of taxpayer dollars moving water around to save uh, private citizens' lakefront property. I just think it's stupid. But at least, I guess, you know, at least the, the county actually but, asked the experts. Yeah, you know. no, that's what I was going to say was at least – that opportunity was brought to the board and and some can debate whether it would have happened regardless of the board's decision if they said yes or no but at least uh the powers to be the elected representatives who were pushing and advocating for that project at least came to the soil and the water board and said hey this is what we're going to do tell us what you think did the board, did, you know if the board <laughs> did the board uh, did the soil and water conservation district sign off on that one I think the Soil and the Water Board did, yes. Yeah. Again, I wasn't on the board at the time, but that was my understanding right. from those who were on the board at the time. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, you know, big shout out to the Bradley family, my two favorite Clay County politicians. Um, you know, that that uh, dumping water into the Keystone Lakes is their, their project that, you know, somehow... I'm sure they're benefiting somehow on the back end, allegedly, supposedly. I'll say that because I don't want to get sued. Um, I'll figure it out one day. When I figure it out and prove it, I'll print it. Um, All right, Ted, how long have you been on the Soil and Water Conservation District? So I have been on it already for four years. Uh, I am running for re-election. This is my second term. Uh, And I will say that this will be my second and last term. Uh, I could actually really run however many times I want. There are no term limits for someone on the water board. Right. But that's just what I personally would like to do. Stick to two terms, uh, two four-year terms, and call it at that and pass a battalion on to someone else uh, after me. Yeah. What's your favorite part? Like, what, what, what have you enjoyed the most about being on the board? I think the biggest thing that I have really enjoyed is uh, being part of, well, first off, not just the county fair, because that's that's when you really get to see all the farming and agriculture come together, right. everybody in the county come together. But I think the biggest thing that we have helped make an impact on is uh, every year, this is going to sound crazy, but every year we do a poster and speech contest for all Clay County students, public, uh. private 
and cool. so on. Um, but it's really neat because every year the National Association of Conservation Districts does a theme. And, of course, the Association of Florida Conservation Districts, our state organization, uh, does the same theme as well. But it's just neat um, to see all the entries come, and it's, it's really awesome to see the creativity from our students when they write the speeches and when they do the posters. It doesn't matter if they're in kindergarten or if they're in the 12th grade. It's just it's, it's really neat to see a lot of the talent and skills come from our very own backyard and we've had students or entries before that have made it to the state level and have won at that level so that's pretty cool it's always remarkable to see that and it's nice to i'll throw this out for the heck of it because we have that going on right now but this year we actually have a plus environmental a local business that is sponsoring it for us so uh hooray we are saving some money there by doing a sponsorship this year so of course hey plus environmental gets their advertisement out of that when we send it to the media to the schools etc um but it was just a really nice accomplishment that i had uh have been able to help i guess orchestrate that so that way we could save a little bit of money because we only have really $1,300 in our private reserves, which um, uh, with the private reserves, we don't really spend a whole lot of money, to be honest, anyway, nor do we have a lot coming in. (laughs) So if we really have to be physically conservative on that front, and of course, the same thing as well from the county government, because we only get $3,000 a year from them for uh, things that we want to do, more educational uh, projects and all for Clay County, but e- either way, it's just it's nice at the end of the day and makes you think a little bit harder too. I think to an extent. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean it's the the contest is good, and I'm sure the kids enjoy it. But it is for the Soil and Water Conservation District Board. It, it's self serving, right? Because that's a that's an avenue to actually get into talk to the kids about what you guys do and the importance of conserving you know natural resources oh absolutely Um, and that's another neat thing too i'll mention this real quick but we actually just did arbor day in january that's when the state of florida celebrates it so we just uh did a tree planting event with the garden club at s brian jennings elementary i was hoping to have uh, another school but the nice thing though is that one uh we should be planting trees throughout the entire year not just on one day but also we have the U.S. Uh, Arbor Day coming up on April 29th, so we are looking forward to doing some more events and doing more networking out there with the children and community in Clay County. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm, everyone knows uh, if you've read any of my articles or listened to anything I say, I'm very anti-government uh, in general. Um, you know, I'm probably just saying that's probably going to get me on some lists from the federal government. <laughs> But it, it is neat to see that there are parts of government that aren't trying to take anyone's money, that mm-hmm. are trying to educate people on the importance of, of managing resources correctly. Um, you know, I haven't advertised this, but I'm on the Clay County Historic Preservation Board, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. there is, you know, I guess traditionally with that board, and I don't know if it qualifies for the people... I don't know if this applies to the people that are on it now because I've only been to a couple meetings and I've just just been put on there. I guess traditionally that board has always thought about like how do we get government funds, like taxpayer money, mm-hmm. to do uh, goals. And and I'm sort of, you know, as I'm in those, and I speak only for me, I don't speak for the whole board, um, you know, really pushing them to say like why aren't we pursuing more public 
private partnerships. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think with things like conserving history or conserving natural resources, mm-hmm. where, where you can show how it's beneficial both, you know, for the, the public and for private businesses to be involved in those sorts of things, I think you, you're going to get more traction. You're going to find avenues to do projects that probably if you just relied on the government strong arming people and using tax dollars, you're not going to you're not going to do. So it's cool to see there's another wing of, of you know, government that's that's doing that. And um, we don't get paid for it either, by the way. So we don't get a salary for being a soil and water conservation district supervisor. So that's another plus. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to one of my usual targets, Sam Garrison, too. Uh, you know, I still don't like him as a politician, um, but I do like his no school board pay uh, bill that's coming through. Uh, you know, that's a topic for another day. But speaking of bills... Um, I think I heard you correctly before we started recording. You said that there are a couple of bills uh, at the state level that are important for <clears throat> the topic of soil and water conservation. Want to tell us a little bit about those? Absolutely. I will do my best to make it uh, straight to the point, but there are two bills uh, that have been submitted to the state legislator. One is House Bill 783, and another is Senate Bill 1078. So initially, uh, both bills were drafted Uh, by Representative Trudeau and Senator Hudson. And the whole point of those bills were to pretty much abolish the soil and water districts across the state of Florida, which if that did happen, that would be the first state in the nation to get rid of all of its soil and water districts. All 49 other states and D.C. still have their soil and water conservation districts. Um, But also it would transfer any assets and liabilities that the soil and water districts have over to the water management district, uh, which keep in mind the soil or, or the water management districts, uh, St. John's river water management district and all the others in the state of Florida, all those people are, uh, are governed by a board of governors on there. And all those board of governors are appointed by the governor and all I guess I'm trying to get at with that is we are elected. We are elected representatives versus this water management districts. They're all appointed. Gee, Ted, I wonder why politicians in the state <laughs> would, would want to have unelected people that are unaccountable to voters um, in charge of things like, you know, water and soil conservation. Gee, there couldn't be anything it, nefarious or beneficial to those politicians on the back end. It that, does that make would... you question that sometimes, yes, but... Uh, Uh, The nice thing, at least right now with these bills, is that with Senate Bill 1078, that has made its first moves already, but apparently Senator Hudson has, I guess, gotten a lot of heat from what I read in a news article, so there have been, I have lost count how many revisions there have been to that bill, but now, as it states uh, today on February 12, 2022, (laughs) that Um, The Senate bill version says that we would still be there, but um, in order to run for this board, you would need to be somebody in the agriculture industry or be retired from the agriculture industry after 15 years. Again, I don't know where that number came from, who who came up with that number. But either way, um, in my opinion, all that is doing is – basically indirectly getting rid of the soil and water boards because most people would not be qualified and well and and let's be frank too what i suspect another motive is there um you know the the venn diagram between 
politicians across the state and retired landowners and agriculture uh, industry, you know, high ranking successful folks is probably very close to a circle. So that's, that to me feels like an indirect way to just control the soil and water conservation uh, districts. But again, it does make you wonder though. Um, what is sad though is because a lot of people, we don't have a lot of American farmers anymore. Most of these are uh, very large agriculture businesses. And a lot of these businesses are not American owned. They are foreign owned. So to me, again, all this is doing is indirectly getting rid of the soil and water districts right. from a lot of people qualifying to run. Um, as an update, the House bill is supposed to go through its first committee hearing on Monday, um, but we do not know what's going to happen with it yet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up getting hacked down to be like the Senate bill version a little bit. Um, but again, that is something that I think a lot of people should pay attention to because, again, we are the last resort when it comes to anything that is soil and water uh, conservation related to be. A yeah, I mean, we clearly people. just talked about mm -hmm. instances in our county and obviously there's, you know, 60 some odd counties in the state of Florida. Um, mm -hmm. But in our county alone, which is probably more right leaning and, and Republican than some mm -hmm. of the other counties, we, we see that. There is, uh, even with that in mind, there, there, there are <laughs> county governments that are ignoring input from the water and soil uh, management districts. Um, you know, and if you know anything about Florida politics, you know that Republican elected officials from the state level down to the lowest of local levels take mm -hmm. their directions and marching orders from Tallahassee, right? They mm -hmm. run it top down. Just look at, again, my favorite targets, the Bradley family. They take their orders from Tallahassee. The Bradleys come calling and the, the you know, the, the state of, or the local officials here jump uh, as high as the Bradleys ask them to jump. So what that means is it's our, we've already seen that they're going to circumvent conservation efforts or just common sense uh th like this water bottle water bottle plant i'm, I'm just going to tell you it shouldn't be here we should have said no to that sucking a million dollars out of our million gallons a day out of uh our natural resources and they're not really bringing any substantial jobs or benefit and on top of that giving them tax dollars and incentives to do it it's just a bad deal so when you couple that with this effort to, mm -hmm. to essentially undercut undermine control whatever it all ends up in the same spot where the Republican Party, the powers that be, control everything down to the local level so that they can come in and do whatever sort of, let's just say what it is. This is my opinion, not Ted's. I'll just put it out there before I say it. <laughs> the, the, they want to come in and they want to <laughs> develop the land. You see it here in Clay County. Development is going crazy. Uh, they're every, you, know, you would think we are allergic to or hate trees in this county the way that they're chopping them down to put in subdivisions and build things like that water bottling plant. That's what they want. That's the future they want for the entire state. They want to be able to control it because they have friends on the back end. I'm looking at you, Northeast Florida Builders Association. They're all making money together on the back end. Again, I'll preface that with my opinion, not Ted's. Don't come calling Ted about this. I didn't tell him I was going to say any of that. So, <laughs> so anyway, they want control. They want to. They want to usurp local control. Uh, and I think the Republican Party in Florida has has a clear track record of doing that at this point. So, um, so <laughs> it, it that's one of the reasons. A, I should just say that Ted and I are friends. I know Ted. Ted's very interesting. He's been the only person been able to explain to me in an interesting way what the uh, soil and water conservation district is and does. Uh, but B, I think these, these things are important. You should be looking at what your state level politicians are doing to take control of your uh, county, your city, your state away from you and putting it in the hands of them and their friends. And I think I agree with you, Ted. That's a very important thing to watch. We'll see.
what happens in the committee process, but who knows? Absolutely. And it goes back to still, it's got to make it through the committees. It's got to make it to the floor and the governor still has to sign it at the end of the day. And again, anything can happen, but yeah, we are absolutely watching, watching it uh, like Hawkeyes. Um, (laughs) But what I will say at least as well is, you know, I think we may not be doing a whole lot that I wish we could be doing, but I know I'm grateful for at least some of the opportunities we've been given in the sense of, like, for instance, the money from the county government to help do uh, programs and projects there, like information kiosks and so on. And sure. I only say that because, uh, one, granted, Scambia County and some of the counties out in the Panhandle, because they're more agricultural, their county commissions give them, like, $15,000 a year. Right. But Jacksonville... Uh, last, my understanding, Jacksonville's government does not give the Duval Soil and Water Conservation District any money whatsoever. That's crazy. So either way, been a very interesting uh, and eye-opening experience for me and certainly gives me a good uh, perspective as well for some of the things that we're grateful for, uh, that I certainly am grateful for, but also uh, some things that um, I know I still would love to do but you know we'll see what the next four year brings of course so (laughs) so is there anything else going on in tallahassee from a soil and water conservation district that people need to be aware of or is that pretty much no i think the only other thing that i will say from a tallahassee perspective and this actually does tie back to the house and senate bills because one of the one of the remarks that one of the state senators made uh I don't want to say who it is because I don't want to misquote them because I heard it from secondhand. But either way, this state senator had said that um, we had uh, that AFCD had been pushing, for instance, trying to ban uh, like certain balloons and all, because, of course, what happens is they pop, they break all the remnants of them fall down to the ground. Uh, and this certain state senator was saying that, well, that's not in our territory. But the problem comes in is when it hits the ground, and the bigger thing more than anything is uh, if people don't know it already, you have the wildlife and the animals and the manatees in particular that we're more concerned about are consuming this, and it's already bad enough when we're trying to save the manatee population. I know that sounds crazy because we've done it for so long. I remember that as a kid in the right. 2000s, and now we're back to square one because they've been taken off and all this fertilizer and all going into the water systems, depleting their uh, food sources. And um, the other point I'm trying to make as well is that a lot of people don't know this, but uh, we have a great governor in office. I know uh, some people love him, some people hate him, but Governor DeSantis, regardless of where you stand politically, he has been probably the best pro-environment governor that Florida has ever had in its entire history. And I, I probably shouldn't have said that because I do have a good family friend of mine. Her grandfather was governor like 100 years ago. So, <laughs> But... Um, Either way, I guess what I'm getting at is that uh, from a Tallahassee perspective, I know that's something that um, the governor is working on, is working on trying to get, you know, our manatee population back up again and trying to work on conservation efforts as well with 
uh, the soil and water districts. Um, and it, I thought it was amazing, too. I'll try to make this quick. But the fact that the first or second day when Governor DeSantis came into office that he pretty much forced the, I think it was the South Florida Water Management District, that he forced all those Board of Governors to resign on his first or second day oh, because of so much corruption down there with that board was amazing to it's me. It's almost, though, when you have appointed officials that are appointed by people who, who are elected <laughs> and there's, you know, there's it's almost like it, it makes a system that's very easy to, to, to fester into, you know, all sorts of things we don't want. Huh, it's wild. Huh, who would have <laughs> thought, right? <clears throat> but to answer your question, those are probably the only things I would definitely uh, tell folks to keep an eye on. And yeah, at least so the, the thing with the balloons, about. the thing with the balloons, just to clarify, and I think it was either St. John's County or the city of St. Augustine recently passed a law that said that you can't release balloons. I don't know how in the world you enforce that law, but okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, I think the problem is in the enforcement. Like, I guess if you catch mm -hmm. somebody releasing balloons, mm -hmm. but also like who's standing around releasing balloons, like who's doing that? Like that was, that was my thought. Like, is it such a, you know, if you're doing that, like just quit it. Like, <laughs> could you please stop? Like, what do you, what do you need to release a balloon in the air for? I don't understand that. Um, but, but what you're saying is that, you believe that, that it shouldn't always be such a narrow scope in terms of what, the soil and water conservation districts can speak into your, yes, a balloon ha isn't part of the natural resources or water, but when something is done with that and it ends up affecting the natural resources, you're, you're of a different opinion than that, uh, you know, that uh, official in Tallahassee saying, you know, we've got to look at the downstream effects on the environment sometimes with, with things that we're passing. Now I'm not necessarily in favor of, you know, banning people releasing balloons because again, I don't know how you enforce it, but, uh, but I think it is a thing, you know, I think there's a lot of educational stuff, you know, and, and that's what I like about the soil and water conservation district that is that it's really focused on helping people <clears throat> be better informed to hopefully then make better decisions is what it sounds like to me. Anyway, obviously mm -hmm. I'm not on the board. I don't, you know, sort of my novice outsider uh, opinion on it, but so what, what do you, I guess, uh, all right. So you're going to run or you are running. Uh, you're on the ballot. Let's say you get elected, right? Let, let's assume the best uh, for you and say you get elected. What do you hope to accomplish over the next four years in your last term on uh, the board? That's a good question. So some of the things that I would really like to work on uh, the next four years is definitely more outreach to the community. I definitely uh, think I've done a decent job trying to build the relationships with the folks in the community. So uh, like with the schools, with our county government, and I understand there's times we hit roadblocks and all, but I am hoping that we can get back to the point where uh, the soil and water conservation districts can at least, again, we can't do any governing or regulating, but we can at least do the educating part where we can at least get uh, more involved again with, projects like we talked about earlier so that way we can help inform the public oh hey this is what this is going on in this particular area again we're just educating you and letting you know about this if you want it great here's what you should do if you don't want it that's great too this is what you need to do um, so those are probably the top two things I would like to try to work on um, I think the big thing which Maybe it's not more of me per se, but I would really love to see more 
community engagement the other way around in the sense that, uh, you know, again, we do everything we can through the news media, social media, et cetera, to uh, help engage the public. But <clears throat> I know we don't really have a whole lot of people come to our uh board meetings yeah i'll be honest i don't don't even (laughs) know when you guys meet like i couldn't even tell you like if someone put a gun to my head and said tell me when the soil and water conservation second fridays 3 p.m at the ufi fist extension center clay county at the clay county fairgrounds the address is 2463 state road 16 west in green cove springs florida all right yeah so now you know folks show up ask questions um bother ted tell him i said (laughs) um so all right so i think um i don't really have any other questions i think you've summed it up beautifully you know it is as complex and in some ways not as complex as other parts of the local government, right? <laughs> um, you know, it, it's less complex in the sense that you don't have to worry. You know, you can't pass any laws. So it's really just trying to get people to buy into concepts that will help all of us be better stewards of the environment. Um, so Absolutely. And Oh, oh sorry. No, I was no, just going to say real quick, another thing I forgot to add is we do partner with a lot of our federal and state agencies uh, Florida Forest Services, uh, NRCS, Ag Water Policy, the Extension Center, University of Florida as well. And I know I'm probably forgetting a couple of others there, and Water Management District actually is one of them. But either way, uh, certainly if anybody has any questions regarding conservation efforts and all or who to get in touch with, you know, certainly we have connections there too, and that's that's part of our jobs also as being the middleman between the people and and the government so right yeah what a shame that our, our local elected officials don't do as much partnering with you as all those outside agencies but all right here a couple questions for you ted i meant to ask you this at the beginning so <laughs> now we get to the important stuff if you've listened this far folks now you get to really find out about ted all right hot seat question number one ted android or iphone iphone okay right answer all right coke or pepsi neither what's if you had to drink one if you had to drink one i would drink neither i would just I would just dehydrate and die. I, I don't know why anybody likes carbonated drinks, to well, be honest. Oh, wow. Okay, that's the first That's the first ever, folks. You, uh, uh, yeah, you've heard it here. That's the first answer we've ever received there. Do, um, do note that there's a bottle of water that I brought in next to me. Yes, so. it is. Yeah, it's probably like half a half a liter at least of water that Ted has here with him uh, while we are having this chat. All right, Ted, so last thing. Uh, I'll tee it up to you. 30 seconds. 30-second um, elevator pitch. Why should people vote for you for the Soil and Water Conservation District? So reason why I really think people should uh, support me uh, again for a second term is, uh, like I said, I'm all for term limits and I'm for giving a voice to the people. And certainly um, I think those are kind of really the big reasons why And I'm a hard worker. And again, this is this is all for everybody in Clay County. Nice. I like it. All right, Ted, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me, Josh. Good luck. Uh, good luck. When? Well, when's the election? When do people vote on your thing? Well, as of right now, because I'm the only candidate who has filed, uh, if if that remains the case, I will actually not be on the ballot. I'll be automatically reelected. But oh, okay. uh, should that situation change, the election actually will be in the general election in November. Ah, okay. All right, sweet. Well, if you get an opponent, I'll have to have them on and then have you back on too. <laughs> so maybe we can do a debate, soil and water <laughs> conservation district debate. All right, Ted, like I said, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you making some time for me. Thanks again, Josh.